Hi, I'm Lindsay Berry. I work at Lyft on the product design side, and I have been uh, working on design systems here for about three years. And previous to that, uh, I got into design systems at a small agency called Otopod. And when I worked there, design systems was really at its beginning in web, which was just, hey, we need to make these giant websites and we need to be able to do them at scale. And it started more as like, how do we templatize these things so that we can just fill it with content and use the same modules over and over again. So I worked on that for maybe like four or five years there doing large sites like Sony, uh, Audemars Piguet, Fancy Watches, Beyonce. But uh, when I worked on it there, it felt uh, like I was only doing half the job. I was like, okay, cool. I would build out these like color sets and the componentry and I would hand that off uh, to the company with like hopes and prayers that it would come out how I intended it. And I kept noticing like you'd give it to them a year later, it would finally come out and it would look completely different and just be this completely different beast. And I was like, there's something here that I'm missing. There's something here that I like haven't quite figured out or latched onto in this agency world. So I went to Lyft because uh, they were specifically looking for someone who was interested in visual design and, and quality through like brand, which tends to be more of my background. And then when I got here, I was like, okay, so where's the design system? Where's like, where's the rules I got to follow to do stuff here? And they're like, oh, we don't have that. So here I started working on that from the beginning. So it's been great. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so Lindsay, let's get right into it then. Now you're in-house, you're at Lyft, just come from the agency side and now in-house. What's the most difficult thing that you're facing now in relation to design systems? Get it out of your system. I love that catchphrase. So I think the hardest thing right now is that we're about two years into our system. And when we think about it, like we have enough components that people are using them quite frequently. Uh, we're larger on the mobile side. We're getting up there in web. They're like a fast follow. And we recently had a retrospective. Uh, we do them like monthly on our teams. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect time for me to realize what is our biggest problem from my teammates versus just my perspective on it. And the topic that came up that I thought was like, really, really interesting and a reflection of how we're working versus the work that we do is this idea of us being too reactionary versus intentional. And what I mean by that is that we work so closely with our users, the designers and engineers at Lyft, that we end up in a place where we're getting feedback quite often, right? And that feedback can come from various places. But when we respond to that feedback, however long or short we end up responding, uh, it can feel very reactionary versus uh, the intentionality that we may have when we start planning a roadmap and we have all these ideas around like exactly what we want to finish in a quarter or a half. Uh, and all these this input and feedback from the people sitting right next to us are seemingly like throwing us off that original roadmap or uh, uh, intention-based designing or a building. And I think that like 
that to me was an interesting reflection on how our team has been working and how our team essentially thinks about how we work and how we work as a way that's like the most impactful uh, for the company. That is fascinating. Uh, so I work on the agency side. I run my own agency, Super Friendly. And, um, and you just talked about you coming from Otapod on the agency side and now being in-house. So a lot of the work that we do is with in-house teams. And we were just having, with one of, one of our clients that we're helping build an enterprise design system, we were just having the same conversation, which was, how do we be more proactive about the work, right? Especially because in an in a agency environment, we're doing what they hired us to do, right? So if they say, we need you to help us build this thing, we go and help them build that thing. And part of the thing that we came to in our conversations was, in order to be proactive, we sort of have to do stuff that they're not asking us to do, but we sort of have to look past that and go, what are the things that they're not asking us to do, but where we can have, we can provide a lot of value and provide impact. So how do you think about that kind of on the in-house side where I guess when you're, when you're working closely with users, does that mean you have to be doing stuff that they're not asking you to do? <laughs> totally. Uh and I think it can even be how we solve things differently or a way that we can approach support. So like a really great example of where the problem shows up right now is, and these are all with the best intentions, right? Like, so we have people who are dedicated on, we build, we maintain, we support. And the support aspect is like every day on Slack, people ping us with questions or requests or bugs. And sometimes the request or bug that comes in is like, totally meaty and worth talking about and super interesting. Like people will come in with like results of them testing our component and saying like, hey, we think that like we actually should change this aspect. Like right now our toasts are not tappable or they want them to be tappable. And they like literally tested how many times people tried to tap our toast uh, if they put different things in it. And are like, this is amazing. Like we appreciate, you know, the work that they're putting into it. And I think that like, where that that comes in is like we get excited, right? And we know that we could be impactful by helping them right now by like making our toast tappable. But if we were to take a step back and be like, hey, if we actually rethink our messaging flow and how we want this to show up across everything, how we want this to show up across various parts of the system and not just solving this one use case that they have tested. It could be a way for us, instead of being reactionary and fixing it for right now, to like take that step back, take that time and like plan for it in a more holistic vision of fixing not only that component, but like the other components that led up to that component existing and like discovering where the actual button should be, like, should it actually be in that thing? Should it be in the toast? Or should it be somewhere completely different? And it's just that, like, we're jamming uh, something into uh, the toast that may not need to exist there to help yeah. them with their particular problem. Yeah, got it. That, that's cool. Because it, it, it makes and it makes sense with the design system team in that you all have purview that a particular user or a particular product team might not have, you have a lot of context. So it makes sense that you all could sort of zoom out and go, okay, we know that the problem that's being reported is at a particular level. But if we zoom out, or if we take a step back from that, then perhaps there's that's just a symptom of a deeper problem. Do you ever run into situations where what a user would report or what a, a, somebody who is working on a product would report about the design system. Do you ever get in a, situa a situation where you just disagree with what they're saying? Yes. 
What, what do you I do think, about that? I think, of course. I think that, like, uh, for us, it's a decision between emotion and science. Uh, and our team, in many ways, wears the science cap as our way of defending particular actions that we've taken. Anytime that something is more emotional, and that is typically on the visual design spectrum, we can go back to science to like help ourselves out. So a good example might be like someone uh, comes back and they're like, oh, I don't like the padding that you've added into the tooltip. This is a literal real example that came back yesterday where they're like, it feels too tight, right? And for us, like what we can do is come back and say like, okay, yes, totally understand that this may feel too tight in this particular scenario where you have a lot of ample white space on your page uh, and you have it pointing to something that's like very poignant and not covered with other UI uh, that like it feels like a tiny thing. But if we take a different screen, like uh, the mode selector, which is like where you pick the car type in our rider app, if we take that type of screen and we look at it on an iPhone SE and we have it in the tiniest space with a ton of UI and we put this tooltip in that space, then does it work for that too if we add that ample space back in, like if we if we make it larger? And that's just proportions like that's like okay cool like how how much other UI do we cover up and then that usually helps them see why a more visual decision was made to help them better understand that aspect a lot of times the feedback though is mainly around accessibility like not the the misunderstanding around how uh, accessible we need to be or what color ratios we need to use or like why something feels dark but they want it to feel lighter just relies uh, a lot on education and just being like hey we did this because there's you know these best standards and there's these laws that we have to follow to get there and we're not being jerks and we don't like ugly things <laughs> but like we're trying to make it look best with the constraints that we have and the more we can educate on those constraints I think helps people then take those internally and then they go back to their teams and then are also able to educate their teams as well. Do you ever find yourself going the other way because what you just described was you know when people come with kind of an emotional complaint you you use science to help quell that. Does that ever go the other way? Well, people coming with data and like something really scientific and you're actually saying, well, we want to rely on our intuition here. Or we want to rely on, on some emotional cues to be able to help guide us along. I would say it's rare that we would ever win that type of discussion that like, if they're coming to us with straight up science or metrics, uh, it really depends on how far those metrics go or like if they're if they're believable enough, if the research is good enough and there's not a lot of holes you can punch in it, then I think it is worth us investing the time to really dig into that science uh, versus us really pushing for the emotional side without having the backing to go against it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. How much do you think that the role of a design systems team is to be reactionary versus intentional? Like how forward looking should you be versus really being the team that fields, you know, people are using this product in the wild and in their work and you all are supporting that product. Like, you know, it seems like part of the job is to be reactionary. What, what do you think is a good split? Totally. I mean, and I think that's like, Right now, to me, that is the the hardest question that like we're asking ourselves is like, are we at a point where we need to, I mean, 
we've put out a certain system, right? And like, like we talked about, there's support that comes in. But then I think that there's also this, uh, there's like this idea of perfection, which we ourselves put onto the system. So like the system's been built over time. We've got smarter over time. We have more education. Like the components that we're making now are better than the components that we made two years ago. And we are re-examining this, uh, the work that already exists. We're like looking at our color spectrum and we're like, well, is this actually good enough? Like is what we had two years ago still valuable enough? So we're throwing ourselves off our own roadmap or like the what we had perceived that we should be doing because we're realizing like, hey, there's actually some problems within what we already did. And should we like take a step back? Should we should we fix it now? Because we don't want to be perceived as liars that like we're like, okay, cool. Right. Our, our complete color spectrum is accessible. And then if we find one color that's not accessible, then we consider like we get you know, very perfectionist about it because we're telling people that using our stuff is good and reliable and trustworthy. Uh, so if we find that one thing is wrong, like, do we immediately go and drop everything and change it and treat it like a bug? Uh, or do we say like, okay, well, like, we'll, we'll plan for this and we'll intentionally like revisit this later. Uh, so it's like coming from that support aspect. It's coming from uh, internal perfectionist aspect. And then I think the last one to consider is more around like Lyft still treats itself as a startup, even though it's like a large company and like these large business initiatives come in. And those types of the type of work that comes in will be like, hey, this is like, uh, this is on fire, like this needs to be something that like everyone's working on, or a particular team is tasked with like solving this really juicy, meaty problem. And in our case, what could happen is we could be more hands off and stay with our intentionality and like working on more future facing problems, or we can help them now so we don't have to clean it up later. Like they could do something right. where they can't use the system. And then if we don't help them at this moment and get them to use the system, then later we'll, it will be a much harder effort to like try to get them back on. And when we do help them, when we do drop everything, they see us as incredibly impactful, incredibly helpful. And they'll like talk about us as being this like great team to work with. So it's really hard to uh, spring for the more forward thinking initiatives, even though we 100% can see the value in them, because the impact isn't as strong in like the day to day from like a, a, a quarter or a half perspective, like we would see the benefit of that work, maybe like the next half or like the next year. Uh, and I think like, in particular, the way that our company is set up, I think the initiative to be impactful sooner is definitely there. So I think we're we're trying to find that balance. And I think we're talking about it more proactively now around how do we do the, that far-reaching future work that sets us up better. Well, you're already talking about it, so this might as well be a, a good place to, to end this. So my last question for you then is, do you have tips for teams that are kind of in the same place as yours where you know, they want to be more intentional rather than being reactionary? What, what advice would you share with them? 
Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing for us and and part of what we're working on as a team now is we used to talk about 2020 vision as like, hey, this is what we want to be in the future and this is where we want to go. And now 2020 is like literally around the corner. So (laughs) (laughs) we're doing uh, like 2040 vision project, uh, which is more just like, hey, like once the system is fully adopted and we do have all the pieces that we would want to have, like what areas can we actually start pushing in that are beyond the basic system setup? Like uh, how can we think about education in general? Like how do we teach designers and engineers to be better designers, better engineers? How do we think about the tooling processes that goes into the system versus the system itself? Like how can we look at these pain points that we're seeing where the system collides with just day-to-day work and honestly fulfill the mission of being the canonical way that you design and engineer at your company, right? Because if the goal is that, then the system doesn't have to be solved the same way everywhere. You can rethink about it and and come up with some crazy new ideas. Uh, And then that is a vision that you can push all of your work towards over time. I love it. Well, there you have it. The most difficult thing Lindsay's up against regarding design systems is figuring out how to be more intentional instead of being too reactionary. Lindsay, thanks for getting it out of your system, and I'm sure you're not the only one facing this. I'm Dan Mall from Super Friendly, and thank you for listening to this episode of Get It Out of Your System. <laughs>